The year is 1962. The artists are Bob Booker and Earl Dowd, although it's more we more think of Vaughn Meter as the star of the album. His name is the biggest on the cover. It is, but it's sort of like the the album is presented like the the film poster. You mm-hmm. you don't you don't advertise the the writer director right. as the as the main draw. That's absolutely true. Unless it's Coppola. Right. But the name of the album is the First Family, and it's a, it's a shock that this far in this is the first time we're talking about it. Like we haven't really talked about it much at all. No, but it's one you you hear about all the time. I even I was watching. On the 50th anniversary of the Kennedy assassination, the PBS everybody had Kennedy documentaries, mm-hmm. um, and and yeah, like one of them just had an entire chunk just about the first family. Like really? that's how enmeshed in the Camelot mythos this so this thing good. got. Yeah. Well, I mean, supposedly, you know, Kennedy bought a hundred copies of it and gave him out his Christmas presents and oh. like really dug it. <laughs> but I mean, that means everybody, so if the White House had an estate sale, uh, because every time I go to an estate sale, I went, okay, so the copy that we have right here, which is uh, like, look. it's a pretty iconic cover. It's, yeah. it's Vaughn Meter and all the other actors all portraying their, one of their many parts in the album. Um, yes. Okay, in front of the got, White House. We've got, we've got. Jack and Jackie. Mm-hmm. We've got the nurse character who yes. makes one appearance. I believe that must be the um, the man answering the do- one of the men answering the door. Yes, I believe so. And, and is that, that is, LBJ? And this is Earl Dowd. If I oh, if I'm remembering okay. correctly, so my assumption is that's Bob Booker, but I could actually be completely wrong. I'm assuming that's Caroline. Yeah, that's Caroline. Uh, and he's oh, that's a little John. Okay. Oh yes, right, because he's a, there's a whole bit with him in it too. Yeah, it's a good. I mean, this, but so I went. I was just at my regular record shop getting my car fixed, and I knew we were going to talk about this. I wasn't looking for this in their 50-cent pile. Do you, did I tell you how many copies of this I found just in their 50-cent pile the other day? Like a dozen? Five. Oh, but five. Five yeah. is enough in yeah. that big of a... That big of... That, you know? That pile. And that was like the only comedy outside of like this blooper album that I bought, and the rest of it was just kind of random shit that's sort of... You know, I was at, I was at a, a, a record swap... Which I don't really go to very often. Mm-hmm. Um, my 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 friends dig it, and mm-hmm. I'm like, I I'm just I'm just declining not because I don't have a, a, a freaking player, man. Yeah. It's just not cost effective for right. me. But I went once, and I I got like they were all like like dollar bargains, one of those, mm-hmm. and and I got like eight um, eight pieces at a at a dollar, just all obscure old comedy yeah one of which was first family rides again oh yeah 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 Yeah. i don't know if i have that yet maybe but see i gotta i gotta imagine it's like and how many people do you think have wanted to try like since then like you could try this with Mm -hmm. any administration oh yeah but it's like it wouldn't it would never be the same like this one was like wow but snl took over that was the big thing i mean this is not hard hitting at all it's it's fluffy comedy it's very fluffy and that's what it was the intention which is why like it is not it's not odd or unsurprising necessarily that and we'll get to this you know that it the sales obviously dropped dramatically when jfk died although i think like if that were to happen now, God mm-hmm. forbid our president gets assassinated and there's some big bit, I feel like it would sell more because of our obsessive, morbid curiosity with these things. And Am we I have, wrong? yeah, yeah, we have a shorter, like, like you think about, like, well, it's different. It's different versus a political leader. But I mean, you, th- you mm-hmm. think about a, a musician and mm-hmm. like their their albums go up, but yeah, right. or Robin Williams movies, sure. But it was like like right away now, everybody everybody just wanted to. God, 
what would if well yeah. now I have to picture like the bit the Obama bit and I, right. it's, it, I'm thinking Key and Peele over uh, oh yeah over SNL. SNL absolutely um I think I think it's the one where he's like he's doing a meet and greet and mm-hmm. he's either talking to a black person or a <laughs> hey, white person yes. and his tone's completely different mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's fantastic and that it's comparable too because I mean it's not that they can't get critical but it is. It is. They're very soft on them. Like it's not. They don't get too hard on Obama in those bits. And this is very like they. They're cute. Like it's the satire's cute. There's not a lot that's like. I mean, there's bits about. I. It's actually. It's interesting because they do talk obviously about uh, Cuba and stuff. And this was actually recorded the night that the Cuban Missile Crisis announcement was made on TV. Nobody knew that was going on. You've got to be kidding me. Uh -uh. So you found the date. Yeah, well, I found the date. They recorded it. They recorded it at October... It's, uh... Oh, recorded 10-22-62. And so then it would have been released, uh, very... Not not long after that. I don't have... It doesn't... That's the weird thing. It does not have an exact date that it was uh, released. But they had to... to Wait on it at least 13 days, I'd imagine. Right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, And Oh my God! Imagine yeah. if it had gone differently, and yeah. they were never able to release this. Right? Yeah. Or the, this their big been. thing was like, well, we wouldn't have gotten the audience reaction because everybody would have been worried that they were going to fucking die. There would have been no laughs. That's what I was. That's you what know? I was trying to figure out watching you know? it because it, it it opens with uh, since 1960, this completely average American family in Hyannisport has been participating <laughs> in an experiment, and I'm like, okay, we're we doing this in 60, 61. Right. Okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. There's enough time for a lot of these. Yeah. But it's not even, it's it's not even like, um, you're right, it is very light. It's like a lot of it, mm-hmm. it's like it's like when you watch, when you watch the cold open on SNL, and yeah. if you didn't watch the news that week, you're right. not going to know the specific thing. Like, For sure. There's nothing more to make fun of than like, uh, this is a mannerism <laughs> in uh, which he's going to speak. And so that's where the jokes will. Do. The, that's exactly right. That's a hundred percent right. Yeah, like oh, now we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about Russia. We're gonna talk about Syria this mm-hmm. week. It's not. It's not like. It's not a larger scope than that. No, it didn't no. need to be. I feel like also I just totally realized there's some context dropping because I just we're assuming everybody knows what we're talking about. This is. I mean, we described the cover, but it's it's the Kennedys. It's the. It is. That's why it's called the first family. Hence, we're talking about Obama. Exactly this right. So it's it sketches sort of interview style about uh the kennedys and so that's that's it and but that's exactly right i was reading that somebody like one of the big things they praised von meter about was being able to pull like pull a big reaction or a bigger joke out of a smaller joke just by doing the voice just right and like pulling it out that way and that's exactly what you're talking about that's Mm -hmm. where a lot of it lives is in in that voice Mm -hmm. you know yeah it's it, it it's all just kind of on a on a surface level of uh, like, like, yeah, because they're doing stuff in in '62, like that, like I, in the when they're all sitting down having lunch, all the world leaders, like, mm-hmm. you know, I had to think back to U.S. history class, and there right. were three or four of them. Like, I don't know who those people nope. are. I forgot, nope. forgot who, uh, at Adnauer. Yeah. Yeah, like I was I like, okay, I can kind of remember <laughs> yeah, a little. Names sound familiar, but I was fucking lost beyond Khrushchev and but, one or two others. But see that that's the. I, I think it, it it still holds up in a way. It's it's not like it's not like people are like jump. This is in the clearance bin right now. Right. But when you listen to it again now, it still it still works on a certain level because they they use those references as like 
they're for the audience of the time to sure. be like, here are all the characters you recognize. Like the simple appearance, everybody's mm-hmm. first appearance. Bobby, yeah, Lyndon. It, it was just is just a like their laugh just for showing up because they're the names you hear in the news for all sure. of the time. For sure. And the game, the scope of the game of every single one of the sketches is nothing more than just. Uh, you know them as the people in the news, so we're literally just going to try and have them do the most like banal, <laughs> normal family stuff yeah. as possible. That's where every punchline comes from. Yeah, yeah. And I, the most, I guess, the most quoted or one of the biggest uh, lines off the album is when JFK's doing this thing where he's where he's talking to the family about the toys in the bathtub. Yeah. Saying, but the uh, Schwan is mine. <laughs> and apparently that was the biggest, like a catchphrase. That was the SNL catchphrase of this thing. He, he's got all the, all the toys. The rubbish Schwan. All the, and, uh, and let me speak for a minute on distribution of those toys. <laughs> so Afro-bop, Johnny Afro-Caroline. There are a couple bits in it too where I didn't realize that like the phrase, uh, well, let me say about this about that was his. I didn't realize that that went back to him. Y- y- I didn't, Wait, that that he went back to, that went back to Von Meter. Or, he said he says a lot. At least to JFK, yeah. I mean, like I'm assuming because a lot of this was directly ripped, at least from his verbiage and his speeches and shit. Uh, there were a couple things in there, like yeah. him saying Viga was also another big one that they really Viga. That was a, a big and, uh, catchphrase too, which is I so think, weird. And I think you know why. <laughs> it's my ball. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking great. Like it's those are the my favorite parts too. Like the ones obviously yeah. that are way above my head are just like I get why this is funny. I get that like. The Mayo Mao joke was okay, like the, yeah. Don't say Mayo. But see, that was the one that I got. You yeah, know? Right, like, 100%, 100%. <laughs> there was some. There was like, was there one Khrushchev joke I might have gotten? Yeah, I wrote the, down the, Khrushchev. The, the shoe on the table. I totally even missed that. I think because I listened to this while I was, you know, doing something else, and I missed that one. Well, that's fucking great. That's fat. That's fucking fantastic. I didn't even hear that one. Um, he does it twice. He just. Let's see. Um. So all right. So. It sold 1.2 million copies in the first two weeks. That's how big this was. And 1.2 million in the first in two 60, weeks. The population of the entire planet uh-huh. has doubled since uh-huh. 1962. Right. And back then, it sold 1.2 million copies. Yep. That's in, in the first weeks. two weeks. All told, by the time they released the second first family album, which was like not long after, not even a year after, they had sold 7.5 million copies. So. This was a mind-blowing, record-setting album for years. Oh, my God. They were, yeah. No wonder we don't talk about the second one, because if they released the second one literally right about a year after, that was weeks before the assassination. Yes, exactly okay. right. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm speaking to you from a typical American home in Hyannisport, Massachusetts. Since January of 1960, this family of smiling and happy people <laughs> have undergone a change. You might say they've been engaged in a new and different type of experiment. Sir, as head of this average family, what was this new experience undergone by you and the members of your household? Well, after uh, two years of brushing with the Crest toothpaste, our group... (laughs) Our group had uh, 21% fewer cavities with Crest. That is the other thing. So it gets released... I mean, this this got a Grammy. This got a Grammy for best album, mm-hmm. which is like this. This is the time when that could actually still happen. Um, they it, it, he he's assassinated, and uh, Von Meter finds out about that. And I think he said he was in a he was in a cab. I don't remember where he was. He was in some city, but he finds out about it and just walks to a bar 
and starts drinking. <laughs> and apparently, where's the quote? I That's the pull... nature of this business. Exactly right. I got to pull the quote out. Uh, I was talking with um, with Dan Pasternak the other day because I told him we were going to do this album. And he said, apparently that night, Lenny Bruce gets on stage, like the night of the assassination. He says, mm-hmm. well, Vaughn Meter's fucked. <laughs> That's the first thing he says about the whole... Well, that, that answers your question about what would we do if if something happened? Would we still be able to listen to like the yeah yeah sure. something happened? I'd be I'd be watching Keen Peel sketches because For sure. like you just you 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 can't people there are people and like as the years have gone by we found out there are people who make a nine eleven jokes on sure. stage of right course. away yeah yeah yeah. yeah. It, there are ways to do it and ways to not do it, but right. yes. But now that we now that we have now with the internet, it, like the, the full scope would become apparent a lot quicker. Yeah, that's absolutely true. And uh, so he's all right. You're, so you're 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 pouring water from a larger water. bottle into a smaller mason very small, jar, a very tiny, like. Baby but mason it, jar. you're you're doing it in the way like you're pouring whiskey. It is. It did kind of look that way. Which I I like because we're talking about uh, the '60s. But mm-hmm. it's, um, it's very Mad Men of me. Mm-hmm. Uh but you're also hydrating, which is... It's yeah. very important. It's very warm today. This mm-hmm. is one of the warmer days mm-hmm. of this. I was really looking... I was like, this is going to be a cold summer. Like, it's going to be... That never fucking happens. That what am I happened. thinking? This is this is Burbank, California. Oh, is that where we are? Yes. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Historic Burbank. Historic Burbank. Yeah. Historic, beautiful downtown Burbank, California. And beautiful downtown Burbank, California. I actually wrote it out... Uh, uh, phonetically, the rubbish wand is mine. I wrote that out. <laughs> just so I make sure that I got it no. right. I thought, it, like, I don't know. Those bits still work, even if you don't like. I, I once, I, have, I, still a friend with this person. I've, if you don't know what it is, you're gonna know it from The Simpsons. I mean, I had a friend like I had mm-hmm. playing Cranium once, and so I do my JFK, and they thought I was doing Quimby. And I'm like, fuck, <laughs> fuck, that's how far out we are, son of a bitch. What are we gonna do? Like, I didn't want to be mean. I'm like. So, okay, <laughs> right? How old would you guess Vaughn Meter was when he did this? I mean, you got pictures there, I got too. a picture on the thing. There's more pictures right on the back. Maybe I could check out. Yeah, yeah. where they recorded it live. How you live. do the, how you do the, um, hey, I'm, a, I'm an impersonator. Uh, impersonators probably had a better a better go of it That's in, probably the, in the audio era. Mm-hmm. Um, he did Although he does kind of look like enough, him. yeah, and apparently he pulled it off a lot with the expressions too. Yeah, he did that on Sullivan and stuff. Like that was another thing. Like this hits, and like he was just doing it at bars and shit because he was like kind of a stand-up. He was a musician first, then kind of a stand-up, and he's doing this. Somebody hears it, and they're like, "Fuck, we're doing this album," and they put him in the album, and then he's on Ed Sullivan the next week. You know, is was was he was he pretty young? Was he just like twenty-seven? He's like twenty-seven. Okay, twenty-seven that years sounds, old. Okay, that sounds. But about he's right. twenty-seven he years old, and then like. It sounds like I'm exaggerating, and I really thought I would be if I... I he, he, there are a couple things happen. He does the second album, okay? They, they, they prep the second fucking album. He has, in the can, and I don't think this exists anywhere, a JFK Christmas single. But... Yeah. Whoa. I want to know what this is. What the fuck is it? Like... Is it? Is there some play on red and commie? Like, or is it? I don't. I don't even think it would get that. I, it would just be cute. It would be cuter than wait, that. Wait, like, wait. In 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 sixty two or sixty three? Sixty three, right before it happens. So, so this is all ready to go and pressed. He dies. You gotta wonder what the turnaround time was, but this is answering the question right here. Yeah, yeah. Like, and they pull it. They pull that. Don't know where that album is. Probably got destroyed because every existing copy of First Family at this point that was one of the 7.5 million sold was destroyed. 
every copy of the second one that wasn't sold was destroyed. They might have done that with this too, and his fucking career is over at 28, 29. What a, what a, <laughs> oh, it's the, like, like, skyrocket, rise and fall, just meteoric I, rise meteor, and fall. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, like, that's Ow. a lot to handle. Yeah, when that's like, all you're known for. Like, I could have, like, you're like... Maybe I'd spent a bunch of years doing all right in some other capacity, but no, mm-hmm. I get pinned to do this one thing and then this one. Th- but I, it, it's like, and at the time, we can talk about this because it's been over fifty years. Sure, you can't say like, well, unless you're Lenny Bruce, but uh, you can't mm-hmm. say like, like, oh, well, you know, let's let's think about this. This one person is fucked. Let's all like feel bad about that. Mm-hmm. No, we're kind of a little bit preoccupied with the president of the United States being assassinated. Yeah, yeah, but. Now we can be like the, there's there's a larger just look at the more human human impacts of that like for you, sure you, oh. like he and I and, and so I went through to and I decided I wanted to see if there were any like personal accounts of his because there's a documentary that came out a couple years ago after he, he died in 2004 he was only 68 but he died like a happy married man and he was doing mostly what he loved he was doing bluegrass music and stuff so like he eventually oh, okay. settled into having a, a real life but. He was, after this, fucking alcohol, cocaine, heroin, like, the works. He fucking talks about going, he was, uh, <laughs> took a cab in Chicago, and out of nowhere, the cabbie stabs him, and then he just wakes up after passing out, like, doesn't know what happened, like, just the worst, like, yeah, if, yeah, the look on your face describes what I was thinking when I read it, I'm like, this poor motherfucker, not only, like, Everybody knew him. You know what I mean? Like for a period of a year and a half, two years, everybody knew this guy. You, well, I had no, I had no idea. No, it's like, it's like you're you're listening to, you're listening to this album, Mm -hmm. and I would have loved to have listened to it in '62 or '63 and been like, my God, this is a stitch, Mm -hmm. Uh, and oh, it's spot on, like good on ya. Because you can't listen to it. You can listen to it now and appreciate the comedy. Appreciate it's very well written and very well structured in terms Definitely. of length and variation of the of the sketches as the album progresses. Mm-hmm. But you can't and you for, you forget about between sixty and sixty three. There was all this stuff about um, just just daily life of the mm-hmm. Kennedys. Yeah, absolutely. It was, it was the talk of the town. Yeah. Um, I know the. Um, the the tour of the White House sketch that is my favorite bit on because the whole because of in like season three of of Mad Men that they, they oh do they do this on there no they don't they don't reference the album but, oh, okay. but at one point I think Betty is watching Jackie's real like on camera tour of the oh White okay House. okay so, so I knew that was go. a thing yes okay but you can't and and you you want it and then and then I was I was uh, I, I, I tried to write a spec Mad Men that year, uh-huh. which is just the stupidest idea. <laughs> Who cares? Because it's, yeah, and and so I was I was watching a lot of Kennedy interviews, mm-hmm. and you're like, man, like all, all this was going on. You can yeah. get you can dive back into all the contextual details. You can see sure. like life as lived was happening, you, but you can't look at any of it. And mm-hmm. it blows your mind, but you can't look at any of it without being like, man's gonna die. Yeah, and it's just sad. There's just a tinge of sadness on yeah. everything, and Absolutely. you. And then, even even when they do the little joke about little baby Johnny, yeah, yeah, dude's right? also gonna have Think a tragic this. end. Okay, but that's just it. Look at you. Look at look the at cover. Okay, and everybody is dead prematurely. 
I mean, Jackie O got to live a long life, right? But everybody died except for Caroline. And yeah, but they all died mostly tragic deaths. And Jackie's was even, a sad one. Even 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 if Jackie was, you know, lived longer. Yeah, there was still a moment when she, I'm listening to it and she's talking, and all I can see in my head mm-hmm. is that stark black and white of image course. on the plane mm-hmm. of her in tears mm-hmm. and LBJ being sworn yes. in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like. And, and then, like, I don't know, like, Kennedy's tragedy, like, it happened, we know this, Mm -hmm. but this weird postmodern implication that led Mm -hmm. to Vaughn Meter Uh is just bizarre. Yeah, yeah. That 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 line of uh, impersonators and the people are impersonating the lives. Mm-hmm. Where's the line? When, right. Where does it end? Where does it begin? And von Meter, you don't know this, had a secretary named Lincoln. That's not true. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's actually he drove a Lincoln. <laughs> yeah, there you go. He drove a Lincoln of all things. Um, no, he drove a Ford. <laughs> there, we go, there we go. Um... Can you? Would you mind handing me it? Because you know what I didn't look at is any the of the liner notes or shit on the back. Because uh, yeah, I kind of want to read it. Yeah. yeah, there's there. You know, there's not a lot. Uh, uh, this album is for fun. Things are being suggested and said here about some of the great people of our time. And per- there, there you go. The first couple sentences here of the liner notes are just reverent immediately. They're like, hey, we're not making fun. We're having we're having fun, right. guys. And you know, mostly it's it's the it's not the specifics of the political uh, stuff that they're saying that are funny. It's the idea of these political things happening. It's just like, isn't it funny? This is how we relate to this country, or this is how we. There's this one kind, this one bit I like where Caroline's asking him to tell him a bed. Uh, tell her a bedtime story and he's like well there's this uh, handsome prince uh with wonderful hair and uh, like just goes on like this this awful scary bear from is the it, north <laughs> he said he <laughs> said long hair and so i thought oh, he did I, say I, long hair which You're i right. was thrown about for a minute You're because right. i'm like i'm picturing i guess he was a long hair. hair at the time wasn't he i guess oh, comparatively I guess, I guess maybe he was he even though a, like being a, little, a military fucking hero which is the other weird yeah thing he said he's a great warrior i'm like uh <laughs> like see I don't. Th- I don't think of Kennedy as military hero, even right. though that's how he got elected. Right. Like, I think like. I- but when we talked about the the prince from the south island in the south with the black beard and then the big bear from the from the far east, I was yeah. like, okay, I think I. Well, that's. I think I get what we're talking about. Next uh, question. Yes, I should like to ask a question regarding the Daily Bath. Identify yourself, please. I'm the house nurse. All right, to nurse. Uh, <laughs> move ahead uh, with your question. Well, there seems to be some confusion as to the toys to be taken into the bathtub. Now, Caroline's toys are getting mixed up with John's. And I should like to know once and for all whose toys are who. Yes, well, let me make a judgment about that now. <laughs> the uh, following toys have been appropriated for tub use. 18 PT boats, three, uh, three Yogi Bear uh, beach balls, two Howdy Doody plastic uh, bouncing clowns, a ball of uh, silly putty, and a rubber swan. Now, let me make a uh, judgment on the dispersal of these items. Nine of the PT boats, two of the Yogi Bear beach balls, the uh, ball of silly putty belong to uh, Caroline. Nine of the PT boats, one of the Yogi uh, Bear beach balls, and the uh, two Howdy Doody plastic bouncing clowns are Baby John's. The rubber swan is mine. the interesting thing too is i feel like the more bitter portrayal is castro is like maybe the the one that they're i mean 
disregarding all of the insensitive racial portrayals. They're not horrible, by the way. They're they're like for 1963. This is some fairly sensitive accent work, um, right? Even with the Asian guys, but like uh, thank you very much, sir. Yeah, right, exactly. A lot of that. That shit. was that was it. Um, but. Mr. Uh, Shanghai Shack over there <laughs> will have the uh, club sandwich. Would you like any mayo with that? Do not say his name! Yep, that's right. That's the bit. Oh, fuck. Oh, you know, here's another weird thing. Um, this is, I'm sorry, I'm going to get distracted. Oh, you know, actually, let me pull this out real quick. Go right ahead. And I, I uh, in the meantime, is... we can discuss yeah, the uh, ramifications of <laughs> Russian <laughs> Where is it? Military back. movements was, in the sixties. Uh, I was going to present you with the unofficial sequel, which is the JFK Memorial album that I have sitting around somewhere. Really? Yeah, I do. They, which also super common. You can find those all the time. It's just his official presidential portrait and blah 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 blah. Well, they had. They had. They yeah. Like I, I was digging once and found like an album of just, just speeches, mm-hmm. just like the clips of the speeches. You can just like, have an album of that. Yeah. Um, now what we were saying about the. I'm sorry, uh, Yes. I'm so sorry, Alex. No, I'm so sorry. I, I just... I, I apologize. Yes. My... <laughs> and, uh, and let me say this about that. Uh, I, he was uh, also doing Bobby. Am I wrong? Like, he just slightly shifted it and he's well, doing, like, a Bobby? Well, in that clip where, where Kennedy himself is talking about it, he's like, I uh, listened to uh, Mr. Mita's performance there, and while well, I thought it was very good, I... Uh, I thought he sounded more like Bobby. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's like, I thought he sounded more like Ted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, what right. he said. <laughs> it's fucking fantastic. But, um... There, it's funny you mentioned the bedtime story to Caroline mm-hmm. because I, I was thinking about that. I'm like, yeah, it's pretty simple. You think about like the culture, like they, you can tell a bedtime story about princes and warriors, mm-hmm. and and like it's just the same as the storybooks, and it's not, it's not quite so split up like like it, it would be now. Like you, you you can make those very very simple. Um, epic literary comparisons like yeah, uh, yeah. this leader is this leader from you know this story mm-hmm. um but it makes you think like you know the the iliad uh, and the odyssey is it's like that's exactly what they're doing here when it's like mm-hmm. when they're introducing a character it's like it's a name you know from the headlines sure. in like in like the odyssey and they're like oh and we've referenced that guy who you know from the iliad mm-hmm. and they're like oh my god that guy uh-huh. even when they're like in like you, you read like the long like the sprawling stanzas mm-hmm. of like um and this this these people from this you know province in uh-huh. Greece or whatever because uh-huh. you know people would be in the audience be like yeah what up Crete represent like right throw it up you're probably <laughs> that's, right that's, you're probably right that's the whole the whole point of those those illusions like the mm-hmm. the, the way they the way they structure it and but it it's it's hard too to to walk that line of am I just going to be referencing shit you recognize or can I do anything and they do like they use basic comedy tropes to they, make that shit work. They you know? do a lot of it could have been thirty seconds of setup for one punchline. Yeah. I think most yeah. of the bits average like fifteen to thirty seconds of setup, mm-hmm. which is which is fine because mm-hmm. like it only took the first thirty sixty seconds to hit it once and you got it mm-hmm. and then as long as I just keep it up through the album which they do it sure. works like the the um I at first I didn't like the the tour uh-huh. sketch uh I, but but that one and the the lunch sketch yeah. uh the two longest pieces <clears throat> on the album mm-hmm. towards the end of the album it's like it's um they they changed the game a couple of times mm-hmm. there was there wasn't the rest of them they just had the one thing we were setting up to right um thematically Every game in every sketch is just about putting a very 
realistic, normal, everyday situation mm-hmm. over the framework of these these larger than life characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in um, those two particular sketches, I liked it because they changed up. It was it was it was like the it was the callbacks of the of the tour. Oh my god! Like the, the language <laughs> she would use. She she did a great job. She she did a very good job. She wasn't an actress either. Like really? She, yeah, she's like mostly she was a model before this and hasn't didn't really do much after either. Um, it's not that she didn't have a name, but she was not like an actress. She just did. I actually found I found somebody in the phone book with her same exact name, and she Naomi, could still be around. Naomi Brossard uh, Br- Bros- or Brossard. However, it's Brossard. The, there's there's that bit like they do in the tour. They're just recycling, but. Like and it's it it does that kind of like, all right, all right, and it does pick up, pick back up towards the end. She's talking about just to give the people an idea. She's talking about and this room was a gift from the blah blah blah, and then it just gets more and more absurd till at the very end. Let's <laughs> say as something about your husband. We and we decided to leave him just the way he was. Yeah. Yeah. This this is the blue room. I think it. it yes, it's definitely the blue room, and we decided. To leave it exactly the way it was when President Blue was in office. <laughs> Just so ridiculous. Which, which was a gift from Mr. and Mrs. Howard Washington of Duluth, Minnesota. <laughs> and then some, there's something dusty. And she said, yes, that dust was a gift <laughs> from... It's so dumb. But they, but le- like... they led you in. The first, the first punch mm-hmm. was the... And if you're cameramen will follow us through these oak doors into into the mural room. Now over here you <laughs> And I do wish they had opened the oak doors before they went in. It was a gift it was, until about 15 seconds ago. <laughs> that might be the only bit that uses sound effects too because there's some smashing glass or smashing well, something else. That's what, I, that's what I was wondering. There, there's a lot of Closing doors and walking yeah, away, which I that. imagine there is in just audio sketches in general, especially mm-hmm. presented live. Yeah, I, you know what? I imagine they're set up pretty darn like even look at these pictures, pretty darn similar to our setup. This yeah. is actors with scripts in like a notebook on a stage. Yeah, um, with microphones because it's being recorded. But um, I really do like that picture of yeah. Vaughn Meter at the top. It's very JFK. They picked a very good pose. That's... He's he's like he's pensive. Mm-hmm. He's like his brow is furrowed. He's got his his like his left hand raised up in front of his face and his index finger like like pointed on his forehead like oh boy yeah well no <laughs> what did you say we were talking about the um the, the, the mighty warrior with the great hair yes. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the and the prince with the black beard from the uh, south. If they were recording this on the night mm-hmm. the crisis was announced, exactly right. You're like, I was like, okay, cool. Like, I think of Kennedy. I think of Castro and sure. Khrushchev. Sure. But they had all this other stuff about Chiang Kai Shek and mm-hmm. Ben Ben Gordian. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Ben Gorian. Ben Gorian and yes. plenty of other mm-hmm. world le- and De Gaulle yep. world leaders and other things going on. But I, that's what I was wondering. I was mm-hmm. like, are we, are we into it yet? Because how how bad was it before that? Man, I'm right. It's been pretty bad. Well, and to the point where, and I'm trying to find the note, where, oh, I'm sorry. No, it's the wrong one. I'm sorry. Well, I, I, I was thinking it was a Castro uh, gag, but it was actually, it was the Khrushchev thing with, where people just fucking roared at the, that was the biggest they call him the, the bear. whole thing, yeah, yeah, well, no, the I think it was the bit, I think I did hear the bit with the shoe, because they yeah. just fucking went nuts I mean, it was also his thumping, but people were also 
roaring. Well, I, th- I think it was. Well, you're listening to an audio recording mm. of a live performance of an audio recording mm-hmm. in 1962, mm-hmm. and you there are just moments where you can tell, like like. You have to double back. Like, are they laughing at a facial expression the right. actor made that I yeah. don't get to? Hear? Yeah. But the but the audience who bought the record, they don't get mm-hmm. to know that. Um, They're really doing a drinking game without the beer, and we don't know this without the beer. It's just sit down, fucking fantastic shit. It it, it would have to be incredibly well written yeah. for us to do it without the beer. Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely right. Um. <laughs> but yeah, I can't. I just can't imagine that there's this whole, like, this like. Everybody's about to learn to duck and cover, and yeah, you know, like, and I they want to laugh about paintings in the blue room. <laughs> yeah. Could you? Yeah. And could you? Could you point them out for us? <laughs> Why, yes. There's this one. Hey, everybody! Just a quick break to let you know that Stolen Dress Entertainment has uh, a new podcast coming out this Thursday, the 21st. It's actually the first spinoff podcast that we're doing. It's a spinoff of this podcast, of Comedy on Vinyl. Uh, and it's hosted by Comedy on Vinyl's very own producer, Mike Warden. The show is called The Cast Cast, and Mike discusses each week uh, a favorite Broadway cast album with that week's guest. And I'm proud that I was uh, his first guest. I got to pick my favorite Broadway cast album, and so I picked the producers. So check it out this week. Uh, It'll be on iTunes shortly as well, but uh, go to StolenDress.com, look under Podcasts, the cast cast with Mike Warden will be on there, and the first new episode will post this Thursday, the 21st, so let us know what you think. As we go, I should like to point out the various paintings on the wall. Yes, I wish you would point them out. Well, there's this one, and this one. (laughs) And that great big one over there, and this little teeny one down here. And finally, this one over here. Thank you for pointing them out. What's in this room over here? I believe we are standing in front of the President Monroe Conference Room. Oh, my darling. Oh, my darling. Oh, my darling, Clementine. It's so easy to get confused. It's such a big house. (laughs) Now, I believe straight ahead of us is the Blue Room. Yes, this is the Blue Room. We decided to leave it just the way President Blue had it originally. (laughs) Now we are in the East Wing. This is the section we are having completely remodeled. All the rooms are being changed around. Yes, the carpenters certainly are busy, aren't they? Aren't they, though? And those carpenters were a gift from Mr. and Mrs. (laughs) Al Bianchi. Of Hayworth, New Jersey. I find it quite easy to get lost in this section. Thank you very much for pointing that out. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of him cutting her off, too, which I kind of like. Uh, yeah. These guys were, and I think this they did this before they did any of those, but they became famous for this, but a lot of the stuff they did later on was a mix of either trying to recapture this kind of thing, but also doing the um, cutting in real interviews with their questions. 
that kind of thing. They, they didn't invent it, oh, but they popularized yeah. that. I've got a bunch of, like, Nixon... There are a ton of... I've got, like, seven or eight Nixon albums that were all very similar. Nixon or Agnew albums, it just became a thing. Like, you just... Oh, I bet. It, you know well, what I mean? Well, you think about... You think, you think there's, like... Yeah, which this is fluff comedy. There's mm-hmm. there's enough material for an international bestseller on this album. Yeah. Just imagine the Nixon years. Right, right. The, I had to think about it mm-hmm. when she was like, uh, past, past the Woodrow Wilson drinking room mm-hmm. and then through the Richard Nixon dumbwaiter. <laughs> yes. And I, I was like, that. wait, T, T, T-O right now. <laughs> What's Nixon up to in 62? What do we... We're post-checkers speech, right? Okay. Okay, that's what it was. I just had to... You, you, you can't you really can't remove yourself from the full context no. of, of history there yeah which which is which is the main problem with dated comedy yeah yeah it's, it is. you you're, you're trying but uh there's 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 right ways there's better ways to do it there's sure. there's um stronger choices you can make with it mm-hmm. uh, but that's that's what you're up against that's absolutely right with something like this like it's it's hard i it's one this is one of those that <clears throat> <clears throat> I try. Sorry about that. I'm apologize again, Alex. I'm so, so sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I'm very sorry for the, for the coughing. But like, you try and put yourself in that headspace and the same space like you are at a, when you're a kid, laughing at whatever your parents are laughing at. Like, I do try and follow along with the audience. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna get some context laughs here. I'm just like, I'll get what I get, but I hope I'm gonna try and enjoy it as much as you know. Like, it's an acting exercise. Like, that's what I have to do with this old shit sometimes. <laughs> I know, oh, I know this so well. It's like, okay, this is a renowned thing. This yep. is a celebrated thing by mm-hmm. by many people. Not, yep. you know, I, I, I know this is recognized. So so I have to enjoy this naturally <laughs> uh-huh. or I'm doing it wrong. <laughs> exactly and you're right. right. You're right. We learned this as kids. You're, you know, you're like, they're, they're watching The Tonight Show, you know, and you're like, and you're like, oh, great. Nobody's told me to go to bed yet. Nobody's right. definitively said I must. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to sort of peek in. Okay, wow, that man has an interesting chin. And, uh, okay, oh my god, it's that guy from that movie, and they're talking about, like, I have no idea what they're talking about. They're talking about news of the day, Uh or, you know, innuendo, or, like, a little suggestive nudge and a wink Uh and all that. And you're like, ha-ha, like that forced laugh, that, like, oh. But we learn so much about, like, what... You can learn a whole lot about what makes comedy work if you're laughing along sometimes. You'll at least about the rhythms. The rhythms of like what makes fucking what makes shit funny. Like if you're learning the rhythms of the of the of the comedy, you're learning well, that must have been a punchline. Like it's 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 a very weird, you know what I mean? It's it's different now, but I I still like I will. I'll do that if I have to. <laughs> To enjoy something. Not that I had to try that hard. I think there are enough good bits on this that it is worth listening to if you don't get it. Yeah. There really really were not even too many moments where where it was like, I do not get that because I am 2015, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, there was just there was a lot of like now I'm curious I'm curious what was what was going on right now and we and we answer that right up top. Um, like it's just like it's interesting that it's got that it's at this weird crossroads. Uh, politically, it's at yeah. this weird point historically in terms of we're gonna lose the uh, you know it's the first assassination in God knows how many years and it's just this huge fucking just like this huge earthquake moment and also on the smaller end of things but just as important to him the fucking loss of man's entire career who ends up doing bluegrass after this instead 
It's it's just so like he still like, he did come. It's like Martin Short. No, he's like he's like Rick Moranis. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Went down the bluegrass path later on. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, continue. I, no, I just, I'm just in awe. I'm in awe. Like yeah. like um. The thing is, like a, a, a Dowd and Booker could could go and do more because they weren't doing well, JFK's they, voice. They they They're they the writers, you know. They it's interesting that they tried to just make sure they were trying to recapture that you get you get that one big hit yeah. you know you gotta yeah. you gotta recapture that but you but you can't that was the whole mm-hmm. point like yeah. in the yeah, in the middle of that political crossroads everybody just wants a uh, some fluff laugh yeah like I'm I'm trying to think of a comparison now and I mean like. It's funny because that's what they'll do on SNL and political comedy, and mm. and that's not the the shit that hits lately. Sure, you know? sure. yeah. Um, for a while, I mean, like the, I think I think of great political SNL stuff, and it stops off. It it was more relevant back then. We were talking about, uh, oh, I know this is good, but either it's like it's 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 I'm removed from it time wise yeah. or age wise. And I think like a couple years back, I, I got season one SNL on DVD, and oh, I sit shit. down and I pop in, I pop in the pilot. I'm pretty much, I'm I'm jiving on everything Carlin says, yep. and I'm waiting yep. for Andy Kaufman because sure. I've seen Man on the Moon, and I know that's coming. <laughs> uh, and and then they do the Wolverine sketch, uh-huh. and I gotta tell you, you're right. You're like you teaches a lot about the rhythms of what makes something funny. Because yeah. like I couldn't help but think I'm like. Is there like this 1975 mind that like everybody had that right. I don't have that like yeah. I can't I can't get this and everybody talks everybody says this is the greatest <laughs> stuff so it has there has to be something to it. Mm-hmm. But um, well no go ahead. No I didn't have anything. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> you I just, well you 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 made a. <gasps> oh I, I was about to cough because there's something in my fucking. Throat. Hey take your time <clears throat> drink more whiskey water. Um, drink more whiskey water. Well, yeah. well I think about um. The political... Go ahead. If you want to comment, please throw in. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, Jason. I, I terribly, terribly sorry. I'm terribly sorry. Well, I think about them doing biting political... Com- I mean, they they just... They had um, they had the mantle at one point that then Jon Stewart has yeah. now and mm-hmm. is literally like, like, like ungrasping. He's like in the act of ungrasping right now. And yeah. he was like, I think John Oliver's... John Oliver's got it. Sure. Because I'm like... I, We'll see. We'll see what's gonna happen. I think YouTube's got it. I think podcasts have it. God, God knows where it's gonna go next year. But, but SNL was known for having it for a long time. Mm -hmm. And uh, before that, um, Booker and Dowd. But um, the last one of the last like great political things I'm thinking of on on SNL is the is the Bush and Gore debate sketch. Oh yeah. That's that was one of my. That's one of those like. Where it was still just they were taking all the specific references. Where if you didn't watch this one thing this sure. week, you're not going to get any Fuck, of the jokes. Yeah, absolutely. But it was still pertinent. Now, um, this makes me think of this interview with Lorne Michaels I was reading, where he mm-hmm. was talking about how he was, he was asking him about like the evolution of political comedy on SNL. And he's okay. like, you know, you know, they don't love doing a lot of political stuff right now. They'll do mm-hmm. it in more that like celebrity culture. Like you talk about. Barack and Michelle, the way you talk about Jay Z and okay, Beyonce, right, right. because comedy in the in the seventies and eighties, the culture was all about the news happening. Sure, political events overseas were what was happening. Mm-hmm. Now, if you want to reach that larger audience, it's all about the ways in which people live their lives. Like you're better off making jokes about 
Chipotle and iPhones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that is what's in your daily mm-hmm. interactions. So they don't need to do broad sweeping sense. new stuff every day. That's interesting, and I, it's not dissimilar to to this. I mean, it's it's the no. same kind of thing is going. The the fluff will is probably is probably one of the reasons it's reemerging is this like. I mean, we, you know, we could go for hours talking about what post, post-war America was like at the time, but I'm sh- sure we're settling back into the same kind of comfort that these people felt. I mean, I well, actually, honestly, by, yeah. he makes this little joke, because there's all the, the, the bathtub shit, and one of the jokes is just a lot of jokes about a PT-109, because he saved his big thing, the reason he was a war hero is because he saved all the, as oh. many of his men as he could off of PT-109. Oh, great, I did not get that. I okay. had to look it up. I had to he, look like, that up. It was funny, he did, the, the unusual thing to me was the PT boats, but he led with that, and mm-hmm. then the, the howdy doody, and then... <laughs> The Yogi Bear Beach Balls and the uh, Howdy Doody. Uh, I don't know what that. And then the specificity there is great, and those <laughs> yeah, work. Those work because those one are egg weird. of silly putty. Yeah, right. Those are all. That's weird. Those are all pop culture references that are still around. Like we know. Yeah. We know what Howdy Doody is enough. We know who Yogi yeah. Bear is because thanks to T.J. Miller. No, but you know, like we know who that is. Like, Single-handedly is rescued exactly right. Anna Barbera Empire. <laughs> So, like, those things definitely work, but yeah, it, it makes me think, when I thought about it, I looked at this old photo of, like, a super handsome, like, extra handsome JFK wearing, like, these Ray-Bans on the back of the PT-109, no shirt on, it's yeah. like, this guy becomes, like, that square, but handsome president that everybody yeah. likes, but, like, he's this guy who... Very fine line, very fine line. Exactly right, and it, 20 years before he'd been, you know, in a firefight, and now he's, like, you know, he's this guy, like, everybody else who had to, like, come to grips with life-changing and just desperately wanting comfort and desperately wanting to just float through life. He couldn't because he had the biggest stressful job on the planet. That was a thing. But yeah. it's, it's, it's happening again and maybe that's what people want in their politics but pol- political humor. Maybe they want the soft stuff now. I don't know. I think this truly calls for an immediate decision on your part, sir. Ev, uh, you drive a hard bargain. <laughs> but, uh, okay, here's what I'll do. I'll sell you a boardwalk and park place <laughs> with uh, two hotels on it. Halt! Who goes there? Oh, it's you. Go right ahead. Hold it, hold it. Where are you going? Oh, oh. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't recognize you, sir. Hey, no one is admitted beyond... Oh, I'm sorry, sir. I didn't know it was you. Yes? Oh, it's, it's you. What is it? Can Caroline come out and play? I'm uh, sorry, young man, but she can't. She's in Italy with her mother. Oh. Well, then, what's Lyndon doing? <laughs> I didn't know what I wanted. Mm-hmm. I was so, I was so enthralled. Yeah, I, I think, I think maybe what I wanted, I found out literally the night after mm-hmm. he was elected mm-hmm. in two thousand eight, wherein yeah, we were just so like, fuck, <laughs> change, man. Mm-hmm. We did it. Right. 
I still felt that way for years. Sure. Well on through like, okay, well, there's actually a really bad economy thing going on right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. But the, but like, but the, the honeymoon was over the next night when, with that South Park episode, the very next night. <laughs> well, uh, it was he a McCain supporter or an Obama supporter? Well, all the McCain supporters are in here for injuries caused while trying to commit suicide and all the Obama supporters are in here for partying too hard because <laughs> we did it. That's so good. We made change happen. Uh, so that was, I think, a real good shot in the pills that we all needed mm-hmm. then. But since then, I think of Luther the Anger Translator yeah. as, yep. like, at first I was just like, oh, why, what, what, what is there to make fun of about Obama? Yeah. Nothing. He's yeah. perfect. Yeah, he but, uh, <laughs> oh, they're, they're going to do this. I don't really get it. I don't know. I don't watch the news. Yeah. And then eventually, like, you just, you just pick up enough, like, oh, oh, I get it. <laughs> Everybody gives him shit all the time, and he has to remain presidential. Right. So let's just, let's just have... Keegan Michael Key just let it up. Oh, okay, that's funny. Oh, and Jordan gets to do his great impression. Okay, mm-hmm. this is funny. You know, like we also, I could do several episodes on Key and Peel and how like I these guys would never have stood out to me on Mad TV because it looked like shit. It's a shitty looking TV show, mm-hmm. and they're surrounded by crap people. Um, not to say that everybody I ever worked on Mad TV was crap. I'm just saying it was a bad series of seasons that they were on there for, and like they get a nice camera good director and they get to control the writing and it's just like what the fuck really good because the 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 visual aesthetic when Mm -hmm. they do a genre parody oh yeah is what makes it and they pull the like i i I love hate it how Mm -hmm. how accurate and 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 great their pulls are sometimes Mm -hmm. they pull like a genre that you completely forgot about it like like a 90s hip-hop video (laughs) when they specifically have that like that 1994 like very loud um bright pastel colors Mm -hmm. in disjointed patterns and the the jerry curls Mm -hmm. and they're doing like a they're doing like a a a a break dance circle Mm -hmm. (laughs) and the sketch is just noise i love that no no i'm the i'm the guy who says noise (laughs) well we can't both say noise no just one noise And there's never been a sketch show that looks... I mean, I already kissed Peter Atencio's ass plenty about this, but, like, the the director of the show, who's yeah. since left, unfortunately. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, he just left. What do you do? Season. Uh, I think it might be to do more, um, um, uh, 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 uh
don't know, I give it up for props and costumes on that. That's mm-hmm. that's what you do when you have the budget in a sketch for show, sure. is you change your hairstyle as much. Oh, yeah. Like Mitchell and Webb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah, mm. good point. I um and that's that's it's uh, it's a good comparison to draw because that guy has range. And I'm not to say Von Meter didn't. But the only thing he knew as a successful guy, because it was so meteoric, was this thing that everybody loved. And like, what 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 do I do now? Now what do I, I do? I don't have anything else. What the fuck do I do now? And there are two interesting uh, continuations to this. Number one is that <laughs> these guys, the Booker and Dowd, one of their continuations that they did in 1968 was called The New First Family. I had to look this up, and I need to find this. Uh, I saw I saw First Family Rides Again. I did not know about the new First the Family. The new First Family is a fiction as if Cary Grant were president. I don't know what they were thinking or what they were on at the time. Did they recreate this picture? They must have because they did on Rides Again, except that they literally Reagan's on a horse, if I remember correctly, on the cover of that one. He's Ronald freaking Reagan. Of course he's on a horse. Right? Exactly. What? Rich what? Little. What? Um, yeah. What? Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. First Family Rides Again was in the seventies. Uh, first, wait for, hold on, because I think did they did they did they do one during the Reagan era of Reagan? Eighty one is one. Oh, yeah, so okay. give me one second. So first, but then, then it's like, was there enough? Was there enough material yet? Right. One year in. Yeah. Except yeah, because he was a movie star. Yeah, exactly right. Um, and starred with a monkey in several movies. That's 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 gonna happen. Uh, but then the other one that he tries to follow it up with in the late 60s is, um, yeah, Rise Again was 81, but the he did one where, now, if you're, if you can't do Kennedy anymore, and you're not, let's say you're not going to do politics, do you know Do, do, you, do Bobby. Because that, right? that'll, that'll, that'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, that, that'll work for another six, seven, okay. <laughs> um, oh, but, oh. uh, <laughs> ooh. <coughs> so, Bobby, directed by Emilio Estevez, great movie. I've never seen that movie. I wanted was it, to see it. Was it actually just called RFK? I can't. No, remember. it was called Bobby. That was the name. Yeah, of it. it was supposed to be all casual about it. But fuck, now first family record. Now I have to look it up. But the other thing that he did is he does a an album called The Second Coming, which is what if Jesus came back in the '60s, and that was that was the last comedy album he ever did. Wait, oh. Von, Von Meter? Von Meter. He played yeah. Jesus? Yeah. That's what you should do. Back. If you can't if if you if you're on top of the freaking world <laughs> right. as the guy playing the guy <laughs> mm-hmm. and then Where do you go? They, you play Jesus. Exactly. Because right. you can always play Jesus. Yeah. But it failed miserably, unfortunately. I like everything sure, he like, tried to like, do. Like many times people try to play Jesus. Uh-huh. You know um, what I'm gonna So the second one was Jesus. First Family Volume Two, which came out. Not long after this one, within less than a year. <laughs> the natural evolution never led to second family. Right? <laughs> yeah, you would think. You would think with. Uh, um, yeah, like yeah. There are a few other like kind of rip-offs. Well, I mean, because if, if you wanted to do LBJ, they were the second family first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Sure. At first, they were second. First, right, but now. And then they were first. Yes, that's exactly. If right. you're not first, you're last. That's exactly right. Um, I have no idea what you just said, but that's okay, right? That's okay. Um, yeah, so that was it. Yeah, 1981 was the first Family Rides again, and that was, only Earl Dowd did that one. But they, they, you know, kept trying to, I have no idea what the success rate of that one was, but that was 81, which is not really the height of comedy albums. Like, this is it. No, This defined it. I mean, that's one thing about this. This defined an era of what comedy albums could be. Uh, just unfortunately had that, it was just cut down, you know. 
Bob Newhart had the benefit of doing an Abraham Lincoln sketch several years after he was dead. So this it's okay is true. on the button. This down is true. I feel like, okay, what are your thoughts? I feel like despite this not being like my favorite comedy album of all time and not having grown up with it, I feel like it maybe deserves a place on the wall. And I don't, I reserve it for either albums that influence me or are important. There are a couple here that that you need to, that you need to, con, that you need to consider. Like, yeah. like, like, I should, I should keep this in mind when I think mm-hmm. about the full scope of, of exactly what, what right. comedy on vinyl is. These are up here just because they're signed and they're also important. Actually. No, those no, very those important are very albums. important. You know, uh, that one is up there because it's signed. And uh, he was Prince and a great warrior. And the people of his country you picked him to be their leader because he could uh, protect them and lead them on to the uh, new frontiers. Tell me about when he had the trouble Well, uh, Caroline, first he had the trouble with the Steel Duke And then all the uh, money lords <laughs> Then all the uh, money lords gave him trouble And then all the other lords wanted to uh, take his uh, job away But when he talked, everyone uh, believed him And he remained as their leader Now one day, the evil prince with the black beard from the island in the south And the... Uh, <laughs> The terrible fat bear from the cold north came and they tried to hurt the prince. But the prince was too smart and he chased them away. So the handsome prince and all the people of his country lived happily ever after. Oh, I was scared. But hooray for the prince. And thank you, Daddy. Good night. Good night, uh, Caroline. Good night. These sessions do him so much good. Mm-hmm. Pointing at the Jonah Ray album. That's, that's signed by lovely. Jonah and signed by Dave Clock. By the way, Jonah Ray, glad you're not dead. Had a dream that you died. So that's just a weird thing. That happens. Isn't Some, it weird? I, I, I had a dream once where Patton Oswalt stole my woman. <laughs> I didn't even have a woman at the time. It was in my dream. The woman in my dream I, I was into. And, and I was like, uh, of all people, right? I was just, I was just like... Oh, he, um, I, I think he uses his influence as a celebrity is, is, is how he sort of struck up the conversation. And then, and then, hey, you know, you, you, it, it's funny because he's just the nicest and most like grateful mm-hmm. guy for everything he's been given. Yeah. I think that's what my subconscious was trying to, to fuck with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I immediately just, I wanted to convey the full... A breadth of my experience in this dream to him but I only had it 140 characters mm-hmm. and like about like a dozen are wasted on just his tag sure um, so he didn't respond uh-huh. I don't know if, if he if he ever saw it but but um, so this is my second attempt to maybe <laughs> communicate to him I stole your woman bleep blop floopity do <laughs> Like that's like a picture. It's like, what okay. am I doing? So Patton Oswalt's the is now how we can do the Cosby impression. Yeah, it kind of is. It basically was. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, we gotta transfer that somewhere, don't we? We need a comedian. We need to do flip flop boobity do. Yeah, all right. It is nothing. It is nothing to do yeah. with mm. one man mm-hmm. and his. I don't even have a word for it. Just bad shit. Bad shit. Yep. It that's was some bad right. shit. Yep. That's why but I, I still, to... I still want to, I still want to, mm-hmm. there, there you go, there you go, every uh-huh. Cosby impersonator, who by the way, is everybody, yep. got fucked. Yeah, that's absolutely right, good point. But, but it's not about that, that's the thing, you couldn't say that. Sure. Because bad mm-hmm. shit had happened. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah exactly oh. right. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm doing, I'm doing a disservice to <laughs> so many people who got taken advantage of, and I can already read the comments on this, <laughs> and it's just like, that was very offensive, and it was undermining the entire, you know You, you insensitive, <laughs> you, ins- <laughs> you insensitive prick. Um, so, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to look at these notes. First of all, this guy, this name, Bradley Bolke, 
is one of Bol. the... B-O-L-K-E. There are okay. very few people still alive. Him, uh, another guy named Chuck McCann, who's also a big cartoon voice guy, Chuck McCann. He lives in L.A. Um, I, I tried to get a hold of him to get him on the show at some point. This guy, I've got his fucking phone number. I'm half tempted to call him right now. I'm like, hey, you're like 90. Do you want to... Like, it would be really cool to talk to these people. So maybe at some point we'll do a follow-up where we talk to the people who are still around who are on it. Cause, yeah, we'll do, we'll do the first I mean? Family Volume 2 and then, and yeah. then we'll, on Comedy on Vinyl. Yeah, we should. We should do the Volume 2. Because I, I have not heard it. Uh, and I don't know... I mean, it would be the same shit, and it would probably be just as delightful. That's a good way to describe it. It is It is. It is one of those things where I I wonder, like, were people too busy? Because I don't know. Were people too busy buying the Memorial album, which I, I'll find in a minute? Like, or were they... T- and then they're like, well, i got to replace this one with the other one, because now I can't have good memories of that time. But I yeah. think people held on to it. Like I said, I go to estate sales, and, you know, one out of... One out of two, I would say, fifty percent. If they've got comedy albums, have this album in there, you know. So I I think you would be curious to to try the later ones mm-hmm. to see. Like I I bet you mm-hmm. the comedy is is got to be at least like the the level of comedy has got to be at least on a par. I hope it so. wasn't. It wouldn't. It wasn't received as well. So you're not immediately like I know sure. this is good. It's probably like written pretty similarly. Yeah. The difference is. I think it's not just that like the album was so big. Mm-hmm. It's just you know more about day to day specifics of Kennedy than you do about LBJ sure. or Carter or Ford yeah. or somebody. Wait, LBJ. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about '60s. I know this. Yes. Nixon. Oh yeah. Oh, you're we went right. to. You're wondering. Right. <laughs> I think Nixon. I think I think '72. So like '68 to '70. I don't know offhand. I think that, sure? was, that was. I that was fucking don't Nixon. Yeah, that sounds right. But but you you think I don't know the specifics about the day to day, so I would wonder listening to the subsequent albums. I think I'm sure like you'd have just as many laughs as you didn't. Mm-hmm. But it'd be more interesting to say like, are there more tempo like temporal, yeah, cultural references mm-hmm. of the time yeah. that I don't get than right, this right. one because I already knew a little bit of okay. this and that. That makes sense. Even though it's close. We're closer we move further up yeah, so yeah, be yeah. curious to see the evolution to that's see. a good point we do know a whole lot more about them than we do about anybody who's come since just by nature of them being so handsome yeah like i couldn't even tell you um just by nature yep yeah, we're a celebrity culture yeah. i couldn't even tell you gerald ford's wife's name fuck i should know that shouldn't i he was should one you of the vice, i should he was one of the vice presidents now i'm not as interested in the guys who became president but he wasn't elected president so it's one of those things it but was just uh, one of those things I should know that. All I know about him is falling down, and that's what everybody's going to... Except that he had my same birthday. We, we shared a birthday, and he fell down a lot. So, that's Gerald Ford. For and him. that's Gerald Ford. Mm-hmm. Next week on A&E's Biography. And that he pardoned Nixon. I mean, that's... Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that... What a son of... like. A, <laughs> well, what do you... Well, you gotta... I mean, you don't have to, but I mean... You're it's gonna. like... It's like... You, you only... Oh, my goodness gracious. You only get... So many things sure. to be known for, and you have to waste them on like just dealing with the guy before you shit. Anyway, speaking of Obama, yes, uh, <laughs> it's just what it reminded me of. That was good. That was good. Thank you. Thank you. Um, thank you. Thank you very much. So here's what we do. What do we do? What you know? One of these days we'll have an episode where you come on and do the autobiographical thing because you haven't really done one of those. You've only been on when we're talking to other people. Like you kind of like co-hosted when we did Paul's Alum. That was were, great. You were there for the hundredth episode, which was great. Yeah. But you and in this one, but we haven't done one where we talk about 
What makes Alex Salem tick? This is your podcast? <laughs> you 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 would have an episode where you would ask what makes Alex Salem? I think so. I think so. Oh. We, have, we have, you know, super famous people on the show and ask well, see, them what that's, makes them that's tick. Well, see, that's what I'd want to ask them. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I could answer those questions. Sure, you Sure you could. If if you if you, so I think that you just got to be able to deal with the blowback. We're like this kid's too young. I don't care. You you I've got been, more. To been, say, you have more to say today than I did. So I've been I've been dealing with blowback f- f- on that from you since we met <laughs> like four or five years ago. Yeah, it's because I don't like handsome young people yeah, who are also funny. We'll have a fun one. I'll let you know. Flippity floppity Batten Oswald. Such a great lover, and he stole your woman. God, that's so, so mean. What a, what a bastard. We, I don't even think we were dating. I don't even think we'd gone out once. It was mm-hmm. just like, had my sights set, you know, and like in, in dream world. That's amazing. We were going to go to dream ice cream. Did that help you ever? Man, you should be like, you know, Pat Oswald just stole my, my girl, and maybe you could have gotten a date off. Uh huh. I'm so sorry. Yeah. The sky was purple, and we were flying. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, let's. Can you hand that to me real quick? Let's yeah. look at this real quick. Yeah, because, let's, um, look, let's take a little look. See, towards the end, I always like to recommend to people why to listen to it. I asked the guests to do it, but we both listen to this kind of fresh because I realize that I've maybe heard bits of this, but it's one of those that while I know that it's important, again, I never sat down to listen to it because it's so fucking ubiquitous. I'll get around to it. Disease is what I had. Like people don't watch Citizen Kane because everybody's either I'll watch it or I don't need to because everybody references it all the time. It took know? me like 10 years. And then when I did, I was like, oh, I've got to love this because it's really good. And I was like, oh, I it's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would watch again. Well, that thing... But ubiquitous, I'll get around to it, disease. The, yeah. The, the, Everybody uh, has it. There's the whole... Many. I did with Citizen Kane the opposite, though. I was 10, and I'm like, this is supposed to be an important movie. Mom, can I watch Citizen Kane? So I sat down and watched Citizen Kane, got zero of it, remembered a lot of the very striking images, and then next time I saw it was in college and... Yeah, like I read Catcher in the Rye when I was 12 and uh-huh. had the same experience. Like, <laughs> this is a thing I'm supposed to read. I'm going to be very impressive at parties. You were such a... Wait, what's it called? I, I was a, such a, a, phony. a deep voice. I was for, a phony. For, for, for reading it. <laughs> At 12. Um, <laughs> Vaughn Meter, who first came to nationwide attention via the Talent Scouts television show during the summer of 1962, which, by the way, this wow. was recorded not long after that, right? Yeah, no. With the subject no. of a major story in Life magazine. Ooh, there's a place down the street that sells old Life magazines. It would Re- be cool to I find I bet. It. Oh, I bet. On the headliner. Are you talking about the Movie clubs. World store? The yes. Yeah. Their shit is so... I love just, their just, stuff. It's just falling aisles apart. and aisles. Yes, Naomi Brussert makes her recording debut on this album. Naomi has played in in Little Theater, has been a model, and was one of New York's fabulous Copa Girls. So she was a dancer. I mean... so But she's great. I really like her a lot on this. But if you're, if you're going to listen to it, listen to it because it's important. And it's important yeah, because... Yeah, and you will enjoy it. Like, you... I think it outsold Bob Newhart at that point. I mean, really? Bob Newhart's is at this point one of the, still one of the highest selling albums of all time still. Um, yeah, it, but I think for a period there, it probably outsold Bob Newhart just because of the sh- subject matter and because people are like, oh my God, people can do an impression of this guy that we we love and is great and is in our homes all the time, you know. And ugh, like when any character-based comedy movie comes out, mm-hmm. everybody uh, thinks they can do the voice oh, as well 100%. and uh, at parties and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, God, is that? Somebody needs to do a study on what's the most ubiquitous... Oh, gotta be walking. Never mind. It is walking. It is understood. It is known. It is fact. Yeah. Yeah. It's Christopher fucking walking. 
All right. I answered my own goddamn question. But it might as Isn't well that more satisfying than having the teacher answer it for you? Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. So yeah. listen to this because it's important. It, it holds an historical... Yeah. It's it's important for a number of reasons. And if only to just appreciate that this guy put all this work into it and then fucking became a drug and addict. Then, and then it, 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 it was... It, the, the stakes, the, the, the mm-hmm. consequences on his life. Also, mm-hmm. listen to this album because... I don't know. Maybe I'm watching mostly online sketches mm-hmm. where they've they're they're clawing for your attention, mm-hmm. or I'm watching Family Guy or South Park most of the time, mm-hmm. or you know, I don't watch the three camera sitcom so much. But this is like this is like an anthology of vignettes in like three camera sitcom mm-hmm. tone mm-hmm. about. But it's got it's got like that little level of satire, but it's not mm-hmm. it's not too deep. It, does, it doesn't cut at all. It's just yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. just that like first surface level. But but listen to it to just change up the the comedic tone that you're normally that you're used to in in this idea. in this climate in this modern comedic climate. That's as good a recommendation as any. I like that. Alex, good. where can people find you online? They can find me online on mm-hmm. Twitter at the Alex Salem. Mm-hmm. You're constantly changing your name on there. Your actual name, not your Twitter handle. Yeah, no, the handle's got to stay. Got to sure, stay the same. Of course, but yeah. the Alex Salem. Mm-hmm. The Alex Salem, and um, every other Saturday at the clubhouse mm-hmm. in Los Feliz with uh, for the show Danger Room, hosted mm-hmm. by my improv team Harvey Rocket Ship. Mm-hmm. That's good. By Weekly Improv, and of course, always once a month at a drinking game. Of drinking, course, drinkinggame.com. Yes. On Facebook at a drinking game. Mm-hmm. Jason, where can people find you online? Oh, thanks so much for asking, Alex. Yeah, I really want to know. Um, uh, you can find me at jklom, J-K-L-A-M-M, on the Twitter. You can find me at jasonklom.com, stolendress.com, listen to my other podcasts, all that shit. Um, that shit, that, that shit. good shit. Go to danandjay.com if you want to listen to my weird podcast where we talk about my old sketch comedy from when I was not, uh, that, 13. That, that's our that's an autobiographical series. Oh, yeah. Where you two ask each other, who is Jason Exactly Clown? right. We both talk about me the whole time. That's basically <laughs> what it is. Uh, but, uh, and it's fun. It's a lot of fun. We talk about, we rarely talk about our sketches. Like, for five seconds we'll talk about them. And then we bullshit. And we drink. There's a lot of drinking. There's no drinking on this show. There, sh- there should be. We should try it sometime. You, 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 you're doing everything but drinking whiskey. You've got, you've got mm-hmm. all the rest of it there. Yeah, it does. It did look good. It looked like that's what I was trying, yeah, but no. It didn't. Follow us at uh, Comedy on Vinyl. Uh, that's that's and, about it. And watch out for Patton Oswalt. Yeah, absolutely. He'll steal your fucking woman. <laughs> like, God damn it. Uh, thanks for being here, Alex. Thank you for having me, Jason. Thank you guys for listening. Seek out this album. It was 50 fucking cents. Buy it. And as always, have a good thing. Comedy on Vinyl is a production of Stolen Dress Entertainment. It is produced by Mike Warden and is hosted and edited by Jason Klom. Our theme song was composed and performed by Richard Levinson. Please visit StolenDress.com to listen to our other podcasts, read our blogs, read our tweets, watch our videos, and read our books. Please subscribe on iTunes, and if you like us, give us a five-star rating and a nice review. You can find us on Facebook.com slash Comedy on Vinyl, Twitter at Comedy on Vinyl, and find everything else at ComedyOnVinyl.com.